Interesting. Well, first of all, listen, uh, it's interesting about all these young guys today. They never call on us and say, hey, thanks for the kind word and telling me how great a player I am. But when they play like crap and we call them out, they, we don't know what we're talking about. Listen, I'm easy to find. I've always said he's a hell of a player. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of the greatest ever. If he can stay healthy, the jury, the verdict's still out on that. Uh, but I get sick of these guys complaining. Uh, these young guys, they never call us and say, when I bragged about him and Ben Simmons a few years ago, saying they're going to be the future of the NBA, he didn't call me, hey, Charles, thanks for the kind words. But listen, I'm going to criticize guys that they deserve it. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. going on YouTube. Good evening. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's staying safe. I know this is a late, very late stream. I hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Um, it was kind of weird the 4th of July was on a Sunday, but I'm glad tomorrow's Monday. I don't have to work. <laughs> I don't have to work, so I'm happy about that. Um, get my banner up. So uh, before we get into the video, uh, there's a couple things that need to be set up front. So this is a bonus episode of episode nine. This will conclude episode nine of Big Neat Talk podcast. Um, I just want to just clarify this uh, with the podcast. It's the podcast. It generally, it is, I'm trying to cover each sport as best I can. Uh, with basketball coming to an end, like I said, once the NBA Finals is, is complete, that'll conclude season one of my podcast. We'll go to season two where we get into more baseball, football, and WNBA for short. We even talked a little Olympics, uh, particularly the basketball side. Maybe a couple other things, track and field, you know, 100 meter, 300 meter, all that, swimming. Um, so in tonight's bonus episode, there's a couple of things that were added at the very last minute. So uh, the Atlanta Dream, I'm not sure what's been going on. Uh, tonight they lost to the Las Vegas Aces and they got shellacked. And for what I'm understanding, um, so according to what I saw on Twitter, uh, there was a couple things where Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy Hollywood Carter only played for five minutes and 42 seconds and then come out the second half. Um, then it was reported that there was an, according to a source, and I'll leave those tweets and actually, let me show you those tweets. I'm as I'm talking. And then there was an altercation in the locker room. Now, there's a couple questions that I have because it seemed like Kennedy came out and kind of said what she needed to say. Um, I like, and I'm going to play some of the clip of them just talking about this, particularly Monique Billings 
and Mike Peterson. I'm gonna pull the tweet up. So I'll give me one second. Where is it? I saw it. Where's Spencer at? I'm trying to find Spencer. He's the reporter. He's the beat writer for the dream. I apologize if this is taking me so long. I'm trying to find the tweets. Here they go. Okay, so I'm going to share this with you. So, according to the game, uh, sources say a player tried to talk to Kennedy Carter during a timeout and she got mad. It happened in the first quarter. I tried to see, I, I didn't see anything that was out of the ordinary. It could have been me. Um, I don't know if anyone else caught it. And then this was Hollywood. This was Kennedy's tweet. Please, if anyone says that they know me, stop it. Circle way too small. And then Tiffany Hayes tweeted, uh, the stories are so wrong. Um, but something, something just wasn't right. Something wasn't right tonight with, with the Atlanta dream to, to the way Mike Peterson responded in the press in the post game interview after we're going to play that clip something just doesn't add up to me I'm going to play Monique Billings interview. This was after the game. All right, we've got Monique Billings here. If you have a question for her, please raise your hand. I'll call on you. Spencer and Espal, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Hey, Monique, happy fourth, first of all. Happy fourth. Uh, just wanted to ask you about, I mean, obviously, this isn't an easy game to bounce back from, but you know, what's your mindset coming out of this and what are your overall thoughts in the game? Um, we just have to learn from every game that we're in, have key takeaways, things that we need to focus on to get better for the next game. Um, that's just how the league is. You just have to keep preparing and keep your head up. You can't get too high, can't get too low. So after this, we can't get too low. We did some really good things. And we did some things that we got to learn from going into our next game. Sorry. Emmanuel Blaze, go ahead. Monique, what you... How would you describe the current temperature of the team, the current mood of the team right now? Listen to this, y'all. Uh, it, it could be up and down. I think we need to get to a point where we're just a little more solid, a little more consistent with the temperature. We get high sometimes, we get low sometimes, but we're working through those kinks. Spencer, back to you. Yeah, I mean, obviously not the outcome you wanted, but you had a very solid game, uh, especially against one of the if not the top front court in the league. 
Um, you know, what does it say about your game that you're able to really show up on the biggest stage and, and show it against players like Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage? Well, I got to give a shout out to Odyssey Sim. She had um, 13 assists tonight. Um, she was just throwing that thing. So she was yeah, she was. Uh, her and the rest of the team. Courtney found me on some good, some good dimes. So um, I just got to give a credit to my teammates for getting me the ball. And Emmanuel, we'll go back to you for the last question. Go ahead. You got a nice little break between your next game against Connecticut. What would you like to um, see from the team to get better to prepare for that game against Connecticut? Um, just to be locked in. I think um, focus could be a lot better just from the scouting report and just our energy. It's just the small details. It's not even always just stuff on the court. So just being focused, locked in, and being close. All right. Thanks so much, Mom. Because there were a lot, there were a lot of possessions I saw. There's a stretches where they. We're not getting back on defense. You know, they were taking they, were, they weren't taking good looks at the at the rim. Um, poor communication. Uh, disappointed in that. But you know. All right. Thanks for waiting. Now this is now this is Mike where Peterson it's here. really you have a question for him. Please raise your hand. I'll call on you. Spencer Nassau, I'm start with you. Go ahead. Hey, coach. Hi, Spencer. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, obviously a, a tough loss. I just wanted to ask about uh, Kennedy. Obviously, I didn't see Arter there in the second half. Could you just uh, kind of give us some insight on that? Yeah, she's not hurt, but she also wasn't on the bench in the second half. Something we're dealing with, and that's kind of all I can say. But she's not injured. That doesn't make any sense. Now, Chris, Christina Williams, I'm, and I'm going to leave her – I'm going to leave it in the description for y'all to see. Actually, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Because a lot of people are kind of pointing the finger. It was, it was tweeted by Christina that there's a source within the, within, the, within the locker room, within that team. That Sources are telling me that multiple players in Atlanta are not healthy, are not happy, healthy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> are not happy. I am told there hasn't been any accountability from top to bottom. This is this is disturbing. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie that. That 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 stings a little bit if I'm on that team. You know, I'm looking at some of the other tweets, people again pointing at Kennedy. I, I know Kennedy had some issues in college, you know. I know some people transferred. Um, but let me just say this. I felt something was off before the season started when Nikki Cohen left to go to Baylor to replace the great Kim Mulkey. Um, let me just say this. And and y'all, again, y'all could let me know. I I, 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 may, I I could be not paying attention on this, but I don't recall Nikki Cohen's name ever coming up as the head coach for Baylor. Y'all could let me know if that, if that ever, if that happened, if it did, I, excuse me, I apologize for that. Because to leave a few weeks 
before the season to go become the head coach to replace Ken Mulkey. Something's just not right in Atlanta. And I like Mike Peterson. I do. Mike Peterson has championship experience. He, he's under, he was under Coach Reeves in Minnesota. But I personally think he's not the coach for this team. They need like a, a Teresa Witherspoon. I might even go and say they need a Becky Hammond. They need a coach where I, I think that I think the biggest the the biggest thing I see that lacks with Atlanta, they don't have a leader. Like For example, like let's call it what it is. Like tonight, three of twelve from Crystal Bradford. Some people are pointing the finger at her. Cheyenne Parker, seven of twelve. Elizabeth Williams only took three. Only took four shots. Had ten points. Courtney. Took 18 shots, nine, nine of 18, 19 points. Like, there's no leader. And I know Tiffany Hayes is out with with MCL injury. She may be out for a little bit longer. Maybe we probably won't see her. I know it'll be doubtful. She comes right back. She comes at right after the all the Olympic break. But I'm looking at Atlanta. They're very guard heavy. Like you have Odyssey, Kennedy, Courtney, Aaron McDonald. Like I don't think you need that many guards. I, I really don't. I think they're just too guard heavy. And then like for Kennedy not to play to play only five minutes, five minutes, something I said five minutes and thirty four seconds. Excuse me, I had the correct wrong, at the correct at the incorrect time. Something's not right with that. Um, and I, and I think that says more about there was there was a, a disagreement with the coach. She's either fed up. We don't know, but I find it kind of kind of weird that you're hearing these things come out of Atlanta's locker room, and then you're hearing sources, according to another, to someone saying that there was an alleged altercation in the locker room. Now. Christina Williams also tweeted a source has characterized a particular player as being a cancer in the locker room. So Question. Somebody, it, it, it can't be Kennedy. It, it can't be. 
it has to be Tiffany Hayes, Courtney Williams, Odyssey Sims. Those are your suspects, in my opinion. For for Kennedy not to only play to only play to have that short period of time playing, and then hearing cancer, something's not right. And then she falls up with a tweet. There's no accountability from top to bottom. So that says ownership, Renee Montgomery. That says coaching, Mike Peterson. And that says the players. There's no leader. When you have no leader, this is the result. Like, this notion that the, the, that the Atlanta Dream are 6-11 is a joke. They're, they're, on, on paper, they are, they're, they're, they are a good team. They had a great game against Seattle. But to come out and, and again, Las Vegas is the best team, in my opinion, in the league. To come out like this and you're hearing all these things, something's not right with that. And Tiffany Hayes tweets tweeted. I'll share the tweets so y'all can see it. LOL, every story is so wrong. So let me share it so y'all can see it. Every story is so wrong. So if it's so wrong, then that's where you should come out and, and set the record straight. What's going on? I mean, I know you're not gonna you're not gonna say anything because you know it's whatever is whatever happens in the locker room, it stays in the locker room. But when you're hearing cancer. No accountability from top to bottom, and then there was an alleged altercation. Something, something's going on in Atlanta. So I really do hope the Dream get it together. I know they have a kind of like a like they said is an extended break against Connecticut. Um, I'm disappointed in the Dream, and I know people and like I. I was watching Sports Streams Network again. He, he, I don't have any beef with him. He's a nice. He's a good commentator he knows his stuff but sometimes i feel like he reaches on certain on certain topics like i feel like uh he made a video re regarding what was going on and i kind of feel like some of the things about what he said about renee montgomery like I, it, it's at the end of the day just just let's just call it what it is there's there's something going on in atlanta and it starts from top to bottom they need a lead they, they, they need a leader I think they need a head coach that speaks the language. But the one thing I don't get, and it's not just with the WNBA, it's with the, M the NBA, baseball, football. Uh, I'm not understanding th th this new generation of egos. Like, I've never played basketball or any sport. I never, for, let's use basketball, for example. Like, I wish I could play with a guy like Kobe, Shaq, Larry Bird, Magic. Like, this 
example, right? Let's let, let's use Kyrie Irving. Kyrie left Cleveland because obviously I just don't think he and LeBron could coexist. Kyrie wanted to be the man. I want to win. Like this notion that we're winning, but I got to be the guy. I got to be the person. This is my team. I'm all, I have to get mine. Like, you want to play with many great players and win, but I'm not really understanding this this new generation of egos. I'm just not. For example, same. I'm using Atlanta Dream again. I can't remember who they were playing, but it was Elizabeth Williams in the paint, and she called for the ball. And who had, who was in possession of the ball? Not take this not slide on her was was Courtney Williams, and Courtney Williams ignored her, did not pass the ball. What did she do? She took a she took a shot and she missed it. And Elizabeth went off on her. I wish I could find that clip. I've been looking for it and I couldn't find it yet. But something I just I'm really just not understanding this. This 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 new this new generation this generation of egos, like we're winning, but I have it, it I I still got to get mine. What happened to sacrificing for the greater good for the team? What happened to that? And then on top of that, see again, and we use Sports Streams Network as an example. We keep talking about we need we're pointing the finger at Kathy Engelberg. We need to. Expand the league. Need to do this. Need to do that. I'm I, listen. I mean, I, I'm all for that, and I understand that. But the biggest, it, the biggest thing that stands in the way of that is when you don't have people like your Jay Zs of the world, your Kanye Wests, Rihanna, Taylor Swifts, etc., where they're not even looking. Millionaires, billionaires, looking to say, hey. Let me invest in this team. Let me invest in the Mystics. Let me invest in the Sparks. When you don't have those type, that type of audience, like it should say something that Jay-Z and Beyonce go to a Brooklyn Nets game, but they don't go to a New York Liberty game. That should say something. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm loving the fact that the attendance for the women, for the WNBA is growing. I, I, I'm I'm totally for that, but my, the biggest issue is is that we have to get people to say, "Hey, listen, this is a product that it, that is grow that can grow and is growing, but these narratives we got to kill. Like we could talk about." Expanding to Miami, expanding to Portland, or or uh, whatever we could talk about that. But the biggest issue is we got to kill these narratives about the WNBA. You could talk about lowering the, the rim and other things like that. But at the same time, <laughs> look at the counterparts. Look at in the NBA, for example. Look at the uh, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Look at the Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, 
you know, trash. You mean to tell me you'd rather go see those teams than go see the Minnesota Lynx, the Los Angeles Sparks, or the Washington Mystics? You mean to tell me that a team like, <laughs> again, the Connecticut Storm, then Minnesota, the Minnesota Timber- Timberwolves. So I, I think that we gotta we gotta we gotta continue to kill these narratives about the, the league is boring, it's not it's trash, it's not gonna grow. Because those I think that make that create these narratives, they never watch the game. Um they they just feel like it should just be no league at all. Cause I the WNBA until these last few years, I have enjoyed it. I'm seeing great basketball, and it's particularly this year. I'm seeing a, a, a different type of physicality to the game, even though the, <laughs> I, I, that, that one play, I, the dream play, the, the Liberty, I keep seeing that Tiana Hawkins. <laughs> that Tiana Hawkins play where she speared <laughs> that Deja Lady and then they broke a leg. But I'm just seeing a different level there's levels to this. And I think it starts with, again, we promote the league. We get, you know, more TV, you know, the networks get, you know, more TV time. And we just grow the league little by little. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I see I see the WBA bigger. I would like to see, you know, an expansion on the rosters. I would like to see guaranteed contracts for the season. I would like to see the minutes increased. I would like to see um, I like to see more games, at least bump it up to f- like 50 games. I would like to see those things. But I think the biggest thing is we got to start, we got to kill these narratives about the WNBA, plain and simple. And I'm gonna do my part as a fan. And as an inspiring journalist to help kill those narratives. So I hope the Atlanta Dream do get it together. Uh this there's questions. There's questions. I I just interesting. So the next topic, we're gonna get into Rachel Nichols. Uh, Rachel Nichols is in the in the headlines for all the interesting reasons. So uh, <laughs> apparently, I believe Maria Taylor is actually set to is going mainly VSPN. And according to reports, there's a a a internal strafe. I'm gonna use that word about Rachel Nichols making some comments about Maria Taylor. Maria, uh, Rachel was recorded. This is last year in the bubble about when they let Maria do the hosting and Rachel be like Doris Burks, the sideline reporter. And Rachel's basically said, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, Basically, you 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 want me to change my role so you can 
have Maria, you so you can show as a company over diverse and giving people TV time. And we're going to play the recording. Because like they said, a, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. They said to me, hey, instead of posting the NBA Finals, so like, what do you do? Where is this family reporter job for the NBA Finals? Because guess what that would play the Resources department, and the person who leaked it, according to this article, I'm reading on SportsYahoo.com, her name was her name is Kayla Johnson. She's a digital video producer. She was suspended for two weeks without pay, and then later was given less desirable tasks at work. So basically, uh, ESPN, and this is what I'm saying: like ESPN, the last few years, um, I will say this really ever since the Ray Rice. Thing with Stephen A. Smith and and getting into you know just uh, just ESPN just finding just it, it hasn't been the same and and that's why I'm a firm believer we need to give the NBA Finals to Ernie Johnson and the crew at TNT because you know they they make it so fun. To not just talk about basketball, but to entertain you. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, Mike Brennan, uh, Reggie Miller. Oh, Reggie Miller's with TNT. Like, I love those guys. But sometimes when I look at first tape or when I look at, uh, like, like that good example, like, sometimes it's like, Damn. <laughs> ESPN, ESPN is not guilty, but I think it's very dis- I think it's really ignorant though on Rachel's part to not step aside and go, okay, why not? I don't have an issue with that. But to but to me, that's a bit I, I don't I don't like that. Like Let's look at some of these tweets on Twitter. Let's look at some of these tweets on Twitter, because I, I you know, and, and this is this is funny to me. I, I will never understand. It's and I, and I might get and I might get flagged for this. Why women, it doesn't regardless of color, do not generally support each other. Like my thing is, if I'm Rachel, oh let her do it. 
She listen, she works, she looks, she covers football, basketball. She's doing her thing. She worked her ass off to be in this moment. I'm gonna let let her like, yeah, I'm okay with that. To me, it's kind of like all these things, like I'm, I'm not doing that. That that really lets me know. I think the 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 privilege is coming. I, I, that that's to me. I feel like her privilege there came out. Like, no, I'm not. What's this? In the recording of the video obtained by the New York Times, Nichols and Mendelssohn paused for a moment during the conversation after she planned to wait for ESPN's next move. Mendelssohn, who's white, said, I don't know. I'm exhausted. Between me too and Black Lives Matter, I got nothing. I got nothing left in Nichols' laugh. Oh, wow. Okay. So I... I'm just looking at some more of these tweets because I mean I'm not I'm not a fan of of the of the recording um, being leaked because you know unfortunately like you know I I don't know now it's out there it's out there now. So, you know, Rachel Nichols has some explaining to do. Uh, what does she mean with these comments? Because these comments, they come across as a bit selfish. Uh, like this one right here. If you read the piece about Rachel Nichols and Maria take, uh, Taylor, your takeaway is that we shouldn't be pitting women against each other. You missed the point. White people who only advocate for equality until it requires them to give up anything are holding up white supremacy. Yeah, I mean... The, 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 the biggest thing was, are you not giving it up because, well, I'm, I'm Rachel Nichols. I'm not sharing the limelight. And the comments rippling through the network, Rachel Nichols said Maria Taylor, who's black, earned the job to host the 2020 NBA Finals because ESPN was feeling the pressure on diversity. Listen. Whether, whether Rachel wants to accept this or not, we all kind of, listen, last year was just a really, really mentally waning year from seeing a guy shot in his back seven times, Jacob Blake, Ahmed Omri killed, Breonna Taylor's life unfortunately taken. I think right there, I think that's, I think that's a little, I think that's, that says a lot, but see, the biggest thing is, and I, and, you know, and, and a guy, one of, and someone that was very wise told me this, he said, Nathan, when you go in these job interviews, you go in there and they said, well, what do you, and the question they said, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And you tell them straight up taking your job. I'm not here to kiss your ass 
and go, no, I'm here to do a job. I can prove, I, I was hired to, they hired me for a reason. Now, people are going to find ways to do anything to get to the top. But if you put the work in like Maria has and others, your time is going to come. Maria Taylor earned the right to host the 2020 NBA Finals. But I think there's a little ego there from Rachel Nichols because she's been the face of it. Like, let me look at some more of these tweets. If I'm understanding the situation, the key issue with Rachel Nichols is, correct me if I'm wrong, but in both cases, you have both parties who feel marginalized and fighting on race and gender. What's the resolution here? Funny that none of these guys who are racing to defend the privacy rights of remote workers who... Okay, I'm not reading that one. Um, but... The, yes, I agree. The taking my thing, taking my thing away, that's a lot of people are saying is you know there's there's a race factor there, um, but I mean I, I, again I think it goes deeper. You, you gotta it, this right here is of many of many things. You got to dig deeper. It starts with ESPN. That's why I said the last few years, ESPN, to me, I just, I, I've lost interest in watching ESPN. I, I truly have. And like I said, I think we need to, re- I, I really wish there was a petition to get inside the NBA, TNT Sports, Ernie and the crew, Kenny, Chuck, Shaq, to, to, to host it. Because, yeah, the, 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 like the storylines they create, like I have a feeling, right? Like tomorrow's Monday, and the question is, can the Milwaukee Bucks win without Giannis <laughs> against CP3? What do the Milwaukee Bucks need to do to win a championship? Like. That's what I'm talking about. So Rachel Nichols does have some explaining to do. Um, it don't look good, personally, if you ask me, because um, I think you open up a can of worms if you're Rachel. But I think all of this, too, you know, Maria Taylor, you know, she's doing her thing with uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, um, and that's Jay Williams and Jalen Rose. So, I mean, Maria doing her thing. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, sometimes – you gotta let learn it. Let you gotta just say, hey, you know what? Okay, she she's doing her thing. She earned it. There you go. Pass the torch. Let your pride go. It. I apologize if you ahead in the background. They're still shooting. Up, still shooting off fireworks. Um, that's tough. So, bonus. Um. We're going to do the. We're going to revisit some WNBA draft classes. Um, let me just say this for the record: I said last in yesterday's episode that there be an, an asterisk uh, beside Asia Durr's name, uh, simply because uh, she has not played last year and this year due to COVID. Uh, 
I think she's on the she's on the the New York Liberty suspension list. So I don't really know what that's going to do. Um, I will say this. You know, I, I particularly like the last three years. Right, I, like I'll say, twenty seventeen. Okay, like the biggest thing that stands out to me is is that Erica McCall is drafted in the second round. Alexis Peterson should be on the WNBA roster. Sydney Weiss. It's hit or miss. Kelsey Plum, I agree. She was she deserved to be number one overall pick. Lele Coates, I'm looking. I I just don't understand why she's not on the WNBA roster. I know people are going to say she just she, she's not an offensive person, all offensive player, but I, I just feel like defense wins championships. But just neither here nor there. Uh Alicia Gray won rookie of the year. Nia Coffey, I think she's with the she's with the Sparks, if not mistaken. Shatori Walker, it's about damn time. She deserved to be. She, I don't know. Again, that's that's a whole nother. We 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 tuned in for another video, a, 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 just a separate video of the Mystics. But Brittany, like. Tori Jenseka, she was dra- She was waived before the season started. I would have actually, if I was a Chicago Sky, I would have drafted Erica McCall. And I think Kayla Davis, I'm, I don't even think she, I think she's a free agent, I want to say. Because last year she was on the dream, but. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I got it. I think the 28th, I think, you know, and again, before, it was a hit or miss. Um, the 2018 draft, Asia Wilson, great, was, was a great pick. Kelsey Mitchell for the Indiana Fever, still like, I think that was a, I think that was a solid B plus. A Diamond to Shields. She's a solid player. I say that's an A plus. Uh, Gabby Williams. I feel bad for Gabby Williams um, to hear that the situation that she went out of Chicago. I think it had to do with a large part with James Wade to just suspend her, but she was still overseas. That didn't make any sense. And again, he's more of a head coach, and they need a GM. Uh, Jordan Canada. She's with Seattle. Azores uh, Azura. Azora has Azora. She's with Chicago. My keep in mind too, I, I'm not feeling the fact that a lot of these girls are not like consistently on a team. Like they're with them for like a year or two. And some of them are traded or cut. Like Lexi Brown was drafted by the Connecticut Sun, right? But then <laughs> she was traded. 
to the Minnesota Lynx for uh, Natasha Henderman. So it's like, I mean, she did play, like she played 22 games, but she didn't start. Basically, she didn't, they didn't, like, I don't think Carmella was like, oh, you just don't really, I just don't think you fit here. It's like, like, we're, like they draft, like, I feel like some of these girls that are drafted, I think coaches just pick them just to go, well, I picked them. Like, Monique Billings, I will say this, I believe Monique Billings was a first round pick. I would have taken, from the Sparks, I would have taken Monique over Maria Vandeveen. From, even though I know she, she was a good, good baller in Russia, I just feel like Monique has a higher ceiling. That's just me. Um, if you're the Phoenix Mercury, Maisha Hines Allen was there or, or Mercedes Russells. I'm just letting you know, like there's diamonds in the rough here. So and that's two back-to-back years where the, the, the Aces had three first number one overall picks. And then, then they had the 2019 Jackie Young, who was their first round pick. Like again, Asia Durr, like she gets an asterisk next to her name. Uh, Tierra McCowan, I think, I wouldn't say she was set up to fail, but I blame coaching for not properly developing her, particularly when it comes to athleticism. Like there was a, they were playing the Connecticut Sun. It was this part of the beginning of the season and they were like I think they were getting dubbed and it was a fast break Brianna Jones shot University of Maryland outran her there's no way in hell my matchup is running faster than me that that's not happening um Arike no brainer that was a good pick Katie Lou this is another one I, <laughs> makes no sense. I, I I just feel like James Wade once again, man. He, mm-hmm. um, my my girl Kalani Brown, like, I feel like the Sparks should have drafted her. I just don't think she was a good fit for the Sparks. I don't. I think where her type of her like that her type of playing style is more like Minnesota, Washington, if you push me, I'll say Phoenix. But she didn't. She was only with the Sparks for one year, and then she got traded to Atlanta for Brittany Sykes, and then they cut her. Like, Kara Leslie, another one. Uh, there's a couple other diamonds in the rough here. Like Sierra Dillard, Marina. Marbury, Kennedy Burke, Sophie Cunningham, Jessica Shepard, Natasha Henderman, 
Megan Gustafsson. Like, again, great talent. I, I just feel like the scouting just doesn't, does, it doesn't, like, the fever of this, like, like for example, like, if I was a, did a draft grade for this for this one right here, then any of that fever would have got a B plus. Because the next year, right, you would think, okay, well, we got the our, our, our center. But then the next year, right, for example, again, Indiana Fever, they turned around and draft Lauren Cox. Why? <laughs> so now you've got an overload of front court. And then on top of that, and like, I'm not sure maybe if the vision was you have Tierra play the five and Lauren play the four. So let, let, let me just give you some names. Jasmine Jones, Hollywood Carter, Crystal Crystal Dangerfield, Dangerfield, Tia Cooper, Kalea Charles, Jordan Holmes, Jordan Holmes, Kathleen Doyle, Kobe Thornton, Stella Johnson. Like And this was and this was very shocking that that Tia Cooper, who I think was proven to be in the WNBA, was a second round pick. I like Ty Harris. She's a good little she's a good little guard from South Carolina. Like Jocelyn Willoughby, like I, she, she was the Liberty. She was the Liberty. Like. Like the like Indiana Fever, I would have given them a C plus. Not 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 a slit on Lauren Cox, but you drafting another center makes no sense. And on top of that, you had you even had Key, um, Kiki Herbert Harrigan out of South Carolina. Makes no sense. Uh, and then this year's draft. Like Charlie obviously like no brainer, number one overall pick. Now this a walk. Cure from Finland. That 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 threw me off. Um I I'm not gonna lie, that 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 really did throw me off. I'm like, who? Um I, I I I haven't seen a lot of Dallas win games. I saw her, I saw them when they played the Mystics. Has she come off the bench in that game? I think she might have. Um, Ari McDonald. I feel bad for her because I think she just she. I feel like the Dallas. This is again the Dallas Wings could have took her, but you have uh, Arike and then Marina and then Saytu, so she wouldn't fit. Um, Kaiser Gundersick. I mean, she's going to be a starter next year. That's for sure. Um, I think I, I think her coming off the bench and starting here and there is, is not bad. Chelsea Dunnegy. 
I'll tell you who was really interesting that should have been in the first round. Destiny Slocum, former Turpin. Like, I, like, like Natasha Mack, Dee Dee Richards, Kiana Williams, Dijanae Carrington. Kiana Jeter. Go Tigers. Towson Tigers. Um, and who had who had a really good year? Who played? She played some great basketball at Towson. Um, it's disappointing that she didn't get an opportunity um, to be in, to to really prove you know her worth. So I hope to see her in the WNBA roster next year. And hell, you know she could even get one be on the team on the roster now. You never know. So like. I think some of these like need to be like reevaluated, like like the the the, the Ayana Rupert. She was drafted by the Vegas uh, Las Vegas Aces, and I like she hasn't played. Like I I don't even I don't have I don't have not seen her like at all. I haven't. Dana Evans, like, like if I was to redo this year's draft, right? Like Charlie would be my number one, okay. Ari McDonald be my number two. Kaiser, no, actually, take that back. I would probably say like Chelsea Perry. Unique Thompson out of Auburn University. Yeah, that's a good one. Like I like I like Shyla Hill, Rania Davis, like but I think she's out for the season. Yeah, she is. She did something to her foot. I think she see this. She is a stress fra- stress fracture or she broke it. Can't remember the time I had did one of the two. Like this whole draft would be redone. Like. Like Dee Dee Richards, DeJanae Carrington would be in my first round. But I don't know. I, I got to like the way like the, the, these drafts are. And like a lot of these are hit or miss. And, and unfortunately, too, a lot of them don't either they get weighed. Like, or they trade it. Like, <laughs> I think, like, I would say, like, the steal, I would have to say is Kaiser. She averaged 19, 19 and a half their, their, this, her last year in West Virginia. But Ari McDonald, like, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. 
I don't really know how you like explain that with the situation going on in Atlanta, especially that guard heavy. And it's not her fault. <sighs> Excuse me, but um, I'm just reevaluating these, these some of these drag classes, and it's, I, I really wish like. Like you really can't even see, like again, like Shyla Heal, right? She was waiting last month in June. She only played four games with the sky. So that my question is then what's the point of drafting some of these girls and, and they're not on a roster? Like that's what I'm saying. Like again, I go back to like when a lot of coach was drafted, Claudia Brown, the way that like the first round particular protect these protect them like we shouldn't be cutting players or trading them like the first two three like first two years of their contract and that's ridiculous if that's the case then zion williamson should should be able to do that you know what i mean or you know that like the pelicans go well zion you know after five years you know what you made the guy for us we just want to cut you like we got to protect like there needs to be some type of protection of the first round picks like that that's ridiculous and, and and again, there's too much and there's too much great talent in the WNBA that just that's being cut left and right because either it's a you know you, you can you can't win you can win with nine ten players or you can't win you can't win with twelve like that's BS like I say you need at least twelve players but I think the biggest thing is. We need to expand the rosters. We need to, you know, more minutes, like at least 40, 48 minutes a game um, and expand the – I don't know. It just – like there's, there's many things we, we can work on with the WNBA. And I think the biggest thing is um, – Makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. But like, I'm just finishing up my notes here. Yeah, like it, it makes no sense because I mean, we 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 when we evaluate some of these girls like five years from now, like Kalani Brown, like I'm waiting for someone to say, "Hey, we're gonna sign her because she's a great defensively." And again, trust your eyes. Shout out to the regular Ravens fan. I saw what she could do at Baylor. Alana Coates, I know what she brings. She brings a, a, a defensive minded first mentality. Like defense wins championships. We can lead the league in school. We can be, we can have all these shooters and be the best shooting team in the league. But when you don't have defense, that's a problem. So, I mean, I guess, I, it's all about the eye test. And, like, what the eye test tells me, 
with some of these, some of these, some of this talent. Like, I think they're drafting the situations where I think they're just temporary and they're not permanent solutions. Like, I don't know where Ari McDonald could could end up, but I know like for, I don't know like where Ryan Howard, because we know she's going to be a number one overall pick next year. So, I mean, we'll see. But I mean, last few draft classes I've just noticed, particularly from 2017 going forward, I, I've just noticed there's, there's just not consistency. There's no protection of first round players, and I'm seeing a lot of cuts. A lot of them, some of them, it's if I had to like count, it's it, it's really it's really embarrassing to see that. I mean, I know I'm rambling, and you're going, like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But to really see the like the amount of talent that's come through the WNBA so far, and some of them aren't on teams, some of them have gotten weighed before the season started, or they've been traded, then cut, and you don't hear from them for the rest of the year. They got to go overseas. Which is something again. I again, that's what I'm saying. We gotta really figure that angle out because I'm not. I don't like them going overseas where they can get injured and they're out for the year. And you know they and when they got especially when, when the season's over done over there and they have to come back here. Like for example, Brianna Stewart when she tore her ACL, that hurt the Seattle Storm. So again, hey LeBron, I, I didn't. I don't see you tweeting about that, but. That's neither here nor there, but it is what it is. But I mean, we, I just think that we need to just reevaluate these drafts. I think the first round picks need to be protected. Um, if we had to redo it, I wish some of these girls were redrafted on better in better teams, better situations. Um, I wish that some of these girls are on rosters today. Uh, I know Lauren Cox signed with the, with the Sparks. I know she even signed with the team that Kalani Brown, uh, Kalani Brown plays for. I believe it was in Turkey. So, but I have to give those draft classes at best B minus eighty percent. Because I mean, some of them like like Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, Brianna Jones. Jackie Young, like, that's great. But the others that had a tremendous career at college, when they come into the pros, they're not given the opportunities. And, again, like, we can talk about expansion, but in order to expand, we got to get people to invest more into the WNBA. And, no, I disagree with this. You know, there's people that aren't willing to give up their roster spots. Like Simone Augustus retired because she didn't want to get in the way of Bria Holmes. Like she's giving an opportunity to something somebody else. But Brianna Holmes was cut. Makes no sense. Kara Leslie, Stella Johnson were cut because. Well, we don't need 12 players. When, when Emma comes back, we're going to see what, what the team looks like afterwards. I'm basically just paraphrasing it. But Kalani Brown was cut because, well, she really wasn't in basketball shape. 
But you mean to tell me the numbers she put up in Turkey don't reflect the type of player she can be in the WNBA? Because mind you, when she was in the bubble, and she well, before she got in the bubble, she had COVID. So what's the problem? But then again, I think there's favoritism in the WNBA. I think these I, I just I just I just feel like there's a stick that you really got to prove your worth harder than you should. Because I feel like you're drafted on these teams for a reason because you fit their system. And I feel like a lot of these got these girls are drafted because oh, they're the best player and they make sense. So I want to draft what's the best player instead of saying, well, let me draft her because she brings a defensive-minded mentality to the team. Let me draft her because, you know what, she can space the floor. She can also she, – she's a, 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 a combo guard. She has great ball handling skills. Like, I don't see that. I see talent being traded, waived, traded, waived, New too like a too too many times, and like I, I like I, and I can see the pattern for next year, next year's draft. So, I mean, y'all let me know y'all thoughts. That's going to conclude episode nine. Um, how y'all feel about it? You know, I apologize if I rambled that long, but I'm just looking at the, like the WNBA. In, I, I've really invested a lot of time into it. And I've been really watching, you know, seeing some of the these games, and it's it's a league that I, I believe can grow and is still growing, but you know, I, I'm just not feeling this. Let's just cut players randomly, and you know, and then, and then you never hear from them like that after again. You know, like Shatori Walker should not be on a seven day contract. Like that that bothers me. But that that's that, that's gonna conclude it. I'm gonna go to bed, y'all. Um I hope y'all have if you do have an extended weekend, have a good weekend. Uh stay safe. Welcome to July. Um <laughs> it's funny. I was gonna actually do a I was gonna stream this. because um, it was the what was hold on, let me do the math. 158 years ago, uh, the Union Army beat the Confederates at the Battle of Gettysburg, and I was going to stream the Battle of Gettysburg uh, through a game I played. Um, but it didn't cross my mind. I was just watching a whole bunch of people talk about the Battle of Gettysburg. I love talking about that stuff. I actually do plan on interviewing a YouTuber. Um, I'm not going to see who their name is, but I know he just know that he's very into that kind of stuff, history, American history, uh, Civil War. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, that's when I conclude episode nine. Um, be on the lookout for an NBA Live preview uh, that's coming soon. And we're going to talk more in with the Orioles. And like I said, season one is coming to an end. And then season two, NFL, baby. So uh, the grind don't stop. I'm out. Peace. Stay up.